Welcome back, people. It's episode 12 of season 3 of the Taxi Squad podcast. It is currently March 22nd. When you are going to be listening to this, it is going to be March 23rd. We got a lot to unpack today. I'm not sure I understand. Sure I understand. <laughs> what are you doing? That's Siri, dude. <laughs> Siri at times oh. likes to let me know if she's listening with my CIA listening what device. What a way! What a way to open an episode. What a way to intro. Just Siri coming in hot, cutting you off. Siri at times doesn't know what I say. Sometimes I don't. I don't even understand me. So no, there I you think, go. I think this is a real issue because that happens to me too. See, well, you we said Siri. That taking time, so it off. It's yeah, it's my damn Apple Watch. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always my Apple Watch. It's like I'm not sure what you said. I'm like nothing to you, girl. Nothing to you. Anything to you, woman. How you doing, <laughs> Vinny? I'm how doing, are you, Tan Vince? How are I'm you? I'm doing great. I just got back from Cancun a couple days ago. Got out there, got my mind right. At least I'd like to think, but most of it was filled with. Uh, Nice tequila sodas and sunshine, a little bit of sunburn, a bit of a story oh, here before we Ooh, kick off. Story um, time. So we go on out of catamaran, right? And it's fun. Yeah. You got to pay a little extra to do that. Yeah, um, it's, you know, a little yeah, excursion. Fun excursion. But we uh, noticed that the weather the day before, it was going to be pretty bad. Um, the next day, so we're like, hmm, I wonder how this is going to work. We get up. It's all nice. You know, tropic, tropical weather moves quickly. Sure. We uh, take the bus here to get on this catamaran. It's still nice. We get on the catamaran. It's cool. We're all sit- like, you know, hanging out outside. Maybe a little couple drizzles ain't going to dull our shine. Whatever. A couple drizzles for shizzle. No. We get into like the middle of the Caribbean Sea. So at this point, we're like a couple miles off the coast of Cuba. So I was like, maybe if oh, I can Jesus. swim, but whatever. Okay. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we get in the water with these flippers and we're looking at this coral reef and it just starts downpouring like tropical storm. Like out, the wind's crazy. The waves are going nuts and we're all just swimming around. And this guy's just like, C2 in the boat, C2. It was like Marine Corps training. <laughs> I was like drinking a gallon of uh of salt water. I really I really felt like I learned a lot about myself that day. So I thought I'd uh share that nice little quip there for you. Well, thank God Vince didn't become fucking castaway because we need him for the pod. Otherwise yeah. it just doesn't work, you know. There was but, a part uh, of it, dude. I just I looked like a beach whale getting back up onto that boat. I just like <laughs> grabbed the side and pulled myself up. I was just laying there. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Save the children. Yeah. Save well, in, the, them. In, the, in the beginning of it, too, he's like, look at the beautiful coral reef. And we're all just like, <gasps> we're like, dude, we can't. <laughs> Dude, you scared the shit right out of us. We're and not in the, the mood to take us to, you know, see Coral Reef now. All the take fish were like at the, the bottom hiding because it was just downpouring. So I was like, I don't think we got our money's worth here. They ended up cutting it short. So we just got some beers, headed back and had a good time there instead. So, you know, everything works out. Well, sounds a little scary, Vince. Once again, very happy you're not uh, Tom Hanks Gastaway, you know? Yeah, just reminds you that nature is a, maybe, a mind maybe. of its own. Maybe this gets us a sponsorship with Wilson, you know, maybe it would have been (laughs) Wilson. I could have used another flotation device. I'll tell you. But yeah, the waves were going over my snorkel. So that became obsolete. It was uh, it was crazy. Luckily, I'm uh, for my size. I'm actually a pretty competent swimmer. So um, it worked well for me. But there was a couple of people that I was very actually worried about that they were going to lose their life. that day. Wow. Who would have thought that my co-host is just a regular fucking Michael Phelps? You think? Not me. Not me. You wouldn't think. You know, but Vince, I do enjoy the water myself. I'm not gonna lie. I do enjoy a little swim. You know, a little little freestyle, a little breaststroke. 
Yeah. You know, I don't think I was I was utilizing fly. a lot of that. A lot of that in the Caribbean Sea that day. <laughs> Good. Hey, it's an important life skill to know how to swim. If you're a For grown sure. man and you don't know how to swim, eh, you should probably get on that. You should just probably saying. figure it out. Join just a remedial saying. class with all the four year olds. Yeah. You know, just get the just just get to kick it. Just get to kick it. No big deal. No kick big away. Kick away. Get your little kickboard, will ya? Well, Vinny, I'm so glad you had a great time. I wasn't Thanks, in uh, I wasn't in Cancun, but you know I was uh, I was living it up here in uh, in good old uh, Illinois. You know had a had a good time for celebrating the holiday, the Irish holiday. Yeah, uh, it was good. Had a lot of basketball. Went out and enjoyed myself. It was a good time. No, no, We're gonna no not to bury the lead, but we got a little Mikey Hoops. Mikey Hoops is making an appearance. This guy, this man, you know, as I stated a few episodes before, I don't usually get into it, but I gotta tell you, after you know. Last weekend, I think I'm into it. It's I think fun. I'm into it. This is why, and like almost, almost like I'm sorry if you guys listened last week to the bracket breakdown and how horribly uneducated we are. We, we're pretty, yeah, yeah. That's we're what happens. To, we're bringing it today, though. That's well. That's the thing. That's what happens when you, when March Madness comes around. It's like I don't really pay much attention to NCAA basketball, and then it all flips on its head when little old March Madness comes around. So. Pretty oh, yeah. aggressive, pretty fun. Then you give a shit about Princeton playing basketball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, shout out to New Jersey. Yeah, shout out to New Jersey. A lot of these small schools that nobody ever heard about. But, you know, first and foremost, Vince, you know, got a little rundown here. We got, uh, you know, we got a lot to unpack. We're, we're back with a strange and unusual, which I'm very mm-hmm. excited about. We got some, you know, tournament action to cover. We got some NBA talk. World Baseball Classic, little NFL, maybe a little XFL. We're gonna see how much we could fit in today. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, let's and hey, let's get after it, huh? What do you say? Well, first and foremost, I think we're gonna get after it with uh, you know uh, a hometown hero, might you say, uh, a gentleman <laughs> by the could. name of uh, Jimmy G. If anybody's been listening to this show for an extended period of time, you would know that this guy himself called it out that Jimmy G was headed to Vegas like he most did. Chicagoans because that's what fucking happens. You you leave Chicago, okay, yeah, maybe you go to Cali, you 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 experimented in Cali, but now you're definitely going to Vegas. Once again, unions, no income tax, big one. So, as we all know, Jimmy G, I mean, he's a good-looking cat, right? He's a he's good, good guy. Cat. He's a good-looking guy, right? So, he signs with the Raiders. To some, you know, fan pushback, either they like it or they hate it. I actually like it. I think he's going to be great with them. Yeah, they'll be like I've a great, like, 10 and 7, maybe like 9 and 8. Maybe Better than what they were last year, Vince, right? Maybe 8 and 9. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's going to go great, but we'll see. They will be better than they were last year. I can promise yeah, you that much. Not um, a hard thing to beat, yep. Yeah, not a very difficult thing to beat. That's a true statement. But, you know, as far as you know, hard to beat. One could say that this guy's got it fucking made because the minute he shows up, he signs a multi-million dollar deal. And then not only that, he gets like, uh, you know, the deal of the century with the local brothel in Las mm-hmm. Vegas. If you're not familiar, the state of Nevada, it, prostitution is in fact legal. So a local brothel has come out and basically stated, yeah, Jimmy G gets whatever the fuck he wants for life on the house. Yeah, there's specifically two lovely um, locals in Vegas that wanted to make sure that Jimmy G, uh, Jimmy G is taken care of so he can do his job on the field. Um, 
I don't know if this is going to work out well for them, but they did offer him a free sex for life package, which uh, I don't know. Would you want that? <laughs> Just I me mean, thinking about it, I'm like, it's got to be pretty dirty down there. I don't know if I want that. <laughs> well, you never know. I mean, he is famous, right? He is Jimmy G is yeah. famous for banging porn stars. That's what he did in L.A., right? So, I mean, what's the what's the real difference? Am I right or am I wrong? I you know, guess one's you're right. on camera, one's in the bedroom for thousands of dollars. This yeah. time around, she's like, you know what? A couple of these broads are like, hey, we'll let it happen for free. We don't mind. That's their business, right? I guess so. You know, <clears throat> you take what the world gives to you, and this was given to Jimmy G. So, you know, take the bull by the horns. Don't let it distract you too much, or Josh McDaniels is going to yell at you for not being Tim Tebow. So I'm happy for him. Um <laughs> One of them, Caitlin Bell, is one of the names of the two ladies. Uh, I almost fainted when I heard Jimmy signed with the Raiders. He deserves free sex for just joining our team, but he gets free sex for life from us because he's a legit babe. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's a good-looking kid. He's a really good-looking kid. I mean, hey, we're a little little biased because he's an Arlington Heights kid. You know, sure. I mean, he is he is a handsome guy. The second one, though, Alice Little said Jimmy brought the Niners to the Super Bowl. I'm not sure he brought them by himself um, and said that he could do that. The same for the Raiders. Uh, Doubtful. The next big game in Vegas. uh, So I'm going to go all the way to inspire Jimmy to go all the way. So good for you, Alice. You might be a little misinformed. I don't know if that's going to go the way you want it to. But hey, it's it's worth the worth the shot here. Well, if anybody's curious as to where to find this wonderful location, it's the resort at Sherry's Ranch in Nevada. There it is. So there you have it. And it sounds exactly like it it should have. Absolutely. <laughs> it sounds exactly as it should be. And to your point, Vince, I mean, if you were 30 years old, single, right, and you signed with the Raiders to play quarterback, I would you am. Ex- <laughs> would you, I know, but would you accept the offer? That's so. to your point. Would you accept the offer? Would Personally? You be, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm like a little afraid of STIs, so I would have to. Well, really Vince, I mean, they, they're, they're, I mean, a part of their, you know, legal Routine. obligations are, you know, to be tested for that type of stuff. I you hope, assume, I like to think well, so. allegedly, one would assume. I'd like to think so. Definitely glove up, Jimmy, just for your sake and everybody else's. Just glove up. That doesn't answer the question, Vince. It's a, it's a yes or a no. Would you or would you? Probably not. No. Really? <laughs> Personally, okay. yeah. Look at yeah. how wholesome my co-host yeah. is. No, I'm just, again, like I said, like, even if they are supposed to be doing that, I'm not trying to, you know, where there's smoke, boy, kids, where there's smoke. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about it. <laughs> smoke, there's fires. What you yeah. Saying. Yep. So we'll, I don't know. <laughs> I've never been offered that, but yeah. I don't think any one of us could actually answer this question, honestly, because we don't make millions of dollars to right. play a sport. And Probably. you think he can kind of just chase some tail outside of it as well. But, hey, yeah, chases I, guess, are. I guess as a backup plan, yeah. good for him. <laughs> you know, if you're like the quarterback of any professional football team, fuck, even if you're a backup and you have a yeah. cold streak, like, that's a real problem. Like, that's a that's For a, sure. That's There's a something wrong issue. with you. <laughs> something wrong with you as a person. I that's couldn't agree. Like, I couldn't agree more with that statement. So there you have it. That's our strange and unusual for this lovely <laughs> evening. So we're right back to it. But without further ado, Vince. Yeah. Let's kick off some tournament talk, shall we? Yeah. Dude, March Madness is the best. <laughs> the first, like, and it's kind of weird because it it's everything for so long. Like you get you get what, like three, four days full of stuff. And then it just goes away for a little bit of time. Probably good for the players. Um 
But it's just cool. You see those 16-1 upsets, the Fairleigh Dickinson over Purdue. Everybody had Purdue going to like the Elite Eight, maybe the Final Four, but that wasn't going to happen, obviously. Um, honestly, I, I love the upsets. I'm here for the upsets. I'm here for the Cinderella stories. I wish there was a, you know, a 10-plus seed that's going to be playing in this Elite Eight. Uh, that's not the case, but we do have FAU going against Tennessee, which is exciting as well. But it's just those those cool matchups that ended up happening. Furman, my squad Furman, who I had going to the Final Four, I thought they were about to, you know, light my life up after that first round after getting, and then they got smoked by San Diego State. But I don't know. It's just an electric factory all day. They're Everybody's playing the whole time. It's just awesome to see. It was an incredible underdog Cinderella story type tournament. It was. I was loving watching it on, especially Friday. The games were bananas on Friday. Caught some of it Thursday, but out full-blown sellying on Friday afternoon into Friday evening watching these games. And it was truly something to behold. Um, You know, it was a little disappointing. You know, USC got bumped so early. Yeah. I was was very surprised at that game. Everybody thought that they were going to be in a good spot, but... You know, it was really close in the first half. USC, Michigan State, they were tied going into the second half, and then Michigan State just pulled away. They played far better defense, and I think that was ultimately the tail of the tape. It's hard to bet against the Tom Izzo team trying to get into the Sweet 16, too. That's just kind of what always ends up happening. Um, And hell, I mean, they go up against a two-seed Marquette and take care of them as well right after that, so... Uh, Sayonara to the Big East is what they said to that, with the exception of uh, Creighton and Xavier on the other side of the bracket. But they said, Marquette, get out of here. We don't need you. And they're moving on as well against my favorite team of the tournament right now, Kansas State. So very excited. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be incredibly exciting moving forward. I really do like, though, I like San Diego State. I think if there's any team right now that has the possibility to beat an Alabama, it, it does look like San Diego State. They've just mollywhopped both both rounds. Oh basically. yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to look at those other teams. Tennessee taking out Duke. I mean, obviously, I'm a Tennessee guy, um, so I'm I'm gonna ride with them anyway. Um, and then also, you know, Texas this is a nice little stroll coming in here too. Miami is it also a big surprise team that. Um, I wasn't entirely sure it was going to make it as far. I mean, I, I put them in my bracket, but again, we didn't know shit. So <laughs> that's kind of where that's set. Um, but yeah, Miami making a nice little push here too. And that five seed is fun. So um, as far as one seeds are concerned, we still have Alabama and Houston, as you mentioned. Um, and then we, if we go down to the other side of the bracket, all those one seeds taken out, Kansas getting taken out by Arkansas. Obviously I know I said Purdue um, was beaten by Fairleigh Dickinson, which is very exciting. Watch so now we're sitting here. game. Yeah, so now we're just sitting at, like, if you're looking for, and excuse me for what I said earlier, but if you're looking for a team to root for here, it's Princeton. I don't know if they're going to go any further than they are now, but, hey, if you're looking for that Cinderella story, that's where you're looking right now. I have a wild card team for everybody to pay attention to. Okay. Okay. And I know they may not be, like, as big as the deals people give them credit for, but I am liking FAU quite a bit. Yeah. Don't sleep on FAU. I am this. I am this matchup. I think Tennessee takes care of him pretty handily. Well, but you have an all orange Final Four, and, and like so, it's like okay. But so I did watch. Gonna... I did watch them play, though. It's not like I'm just completely misinformed now. It's like I don't know. Basically, FAU that matchup with Fairleigh Dickinson worked out pretty well in their advantage there when they 
played them and they beat them by eight and fairly Dickinson to beat Purdue. And all the, all of those things are true. Um, they beat Memphis by one point, pretty electric end of the game there, but I don't know. Tennessee seems to be scoring pretty well, especially beating Duke by over 10. It's kind of like, this is a team that's squad right now and they're kind of ready to get it going. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them lose, but if I'm taking one of these teams that aren't necessarily the top teams coming up, um, Michigan State is scaring me now because it seems like they're really good. But, you know, Izzo's not going to win the championship. We know that for certain. So at some point they're going to get kicked. So it's fun to watch, though. Go to Texas. You're all on on Texas. Horns yep. down, as always. Yep. I think the team nobody thought would be here would be Arkansas. I think yes. nobody thought that they were making the Sweet 16. Nobody. Uh-uh. No, no. Outside of Princeton, obviously. <laughs> Outside of well, Princeton. Yeah, Princeton. Yeah. I mean, they're like, what's well, so they're funny if if you look at if you pay attention to any social media is basically, um, <laughs> basically people are like Princeton just made it on to the final or to the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> Princeton's reaction, it was just like the library, like nobody gives a shit. Yeah, that's what happens when you're in Ivy League and you're popping into it. But this happens from time to time. You just got squads that end up running in and doing that. Um, one of the big stories, too, Mr. Rick Pitino has a new job. Did you see this? Yeah, he left Iona for yeah, St. John, so right? Iona, Iona gets bounced. And before that, people were asking, hey, Rick, there's a chance you're going to move. He was in a single bid conference, and he ends up getting a bid with Iona into the um, – into the tournament again this year. So he wants to move on to the big East. Big East is making a lot of moves for good coaches right now. Rick Pitino goes to St. John's and he's likely going to turn around that program. Given the fact that he does that everywhere. He's a deal maker. Obviously we know that for good and for bad, (laughs) Um, but (coughs) excuse me. It's really exciting. It's really exciting um, to see that go to go to St. John's and maybe there could be a little ripple ripple effect and help my alma mater to Paul a little bit as well, but we'll see what happens there. Well, Iona was in the game against UConn for that first oh, yeah. half. And Who, then UConn's a squad. <laughs> UConn's a beast of a team and yeah. they could not figure it out until the second half. And then they really started to pull they away. Smoked them at the end. That's just a difference in ability. I think more than anything, you could just see that that team was way better. And then the matchup with St. Mary's is kind of the same way when you're just blowing out teams like that. It could be a double-edged sword, in my opinion, where you're you're not in those close games at the end of it. If you do, if the push comes to shove and you haven't had that at all, and again, this is quite a spin zone because if you want to be beating teams by 15 every time, but you know, are they going to have that clutch factor when they need to? Arkansas is a harder team to play, obviously. I mean, they beat Kansas by one, but. Yeah, I don't know. This will be interesting to see how UConn can pull out if they do hit the controversy. Hmm. Yeah, I will be interested to see it. Um, as far as teams being stacked against the odds, though, yeah. I mean, we can't. I mean, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Fair Day beating Purdue. Yeah. Yeah, it was just electric. And it's like, Purdue, what are you doing? <laughs> it's funny because it was like obviously mixed sentiments coming into it where it was like either Purdue was like the best basketball team in the nation. A lot of people thought that. And then they go and just get smoked. And that's the fun of it. It's a one game tournament. You're off one game. You get screwed and you lose to a team like Fairleigh Dickinson, which was exciting and like kind of insane (laughs) for that to happen. It was just Zach Eady obviously got his work in 21 and 15 is bigger than anybody else on that court there. Um, But it obviously didn't matter. 
And the yeah. and the biggest thing too, Sean Moore, um, guard for Fairleigh Dickinson, had a great game. He's an absolute scorer for sure. But it's not like any of these guys went off went up for twenty seven or whatever it may be. It was just those bench players for Batu just couldn't do anything. Oh, absolutely. And and what's funny, like I said, it was a total mismatch. Uh, Fairleigh Dickinson is one of the most undersized teams. Yeah. In all of college basketball. Literally, there is not one person on that team that's above 6'3". Zach fact. Eady's like 7'2", I think. Yeah, he's a Neanderthal. As I, as I said, <laughs> Zach Eady <laughs> is the Neanderthal. There is, there is no two bones about it. So when we look at that game, it was just it was amazing to me that Fairleigh Dickinson went as far as they did, especially against FAU, because that game was close until literally the last five minutes. I watched oh, yeah. that game pretty intently. Yeah, so. no, it's it's awesome. It's awesome to see. That's why it's so fun. One game, one bit tournament, similar to how the WBC is going to be. When we talk about them shortly. Um, it's like that where it's like this. There's a lot more on the line here because you don't have a second game that you can go to um, a couple highlights. Uh, I don't know if you saw Jacoby Cole's buzzer beater for TCU against Arizona State electric. The whole Absolutely place not. was bumping. Um, I love to see that. And then I was, again, like I was on vacation, but I was watching these things. He was, um, there was, watching. there was a big screen that was playing them at the resort that we were at. So I was just constantly going over there, checking it out, watching it from the pool, getting a Mai Tai, you know, having guy. a good time. <clears throat> um, kicking, kicking me while I'm down. It yeah. made me, sorry about it. It made me a massive Kansas State fan. And it makes me wish that I was actually like picking Kansas State instead of, um yeah the aforementioned texas or tennessee i think they're obviously still better um i don't know by how much because kansas state against kentucky was one of the most electric games i've ever watched and mostly marquise noel i don't know how much of this you did catch but this guy is tiny kansas state similar to the fairly dickinson thing they're not very big at all kentucky is known to be bigger obviously um and you see this guy just like quick twitch moves, making the right choices. 27, nine and two on the game running 40 minutes and they end up taking it. And it was close at the end there. They ended up beating them by six, but it certainly didn't feel like that as the ball was going back and forth. So he just took control of the game and it was sick to watch. Well, Vince, I mean, these games all in all, I think that it's underdog season, basically. I mean, minus Kansas State, they won. OK, and yeah. Basically, I mean, no one thought, I don't think, but I mean, Tennessee, Duke, that was a great game. Although Duke didn't have awesome. the horses this year and a lot of people stated it. You even people stated. knew it. Yeah, people knew it. What's <clears throat> funny. Like, first year new coach. It's all all that stuff combined. We'll do that so a lot of people. What's great. And it wasn't really it's more of a story than, a you know, amazing win. But TCU Gonzaga. Yeah. So basically that game was over mm -hmm. and one of the players on TCU, I'm not a big name guy with college basketball. I'm just like number, whatever the hell his name is. Well, everybody had Gonzaga and the spread. Well, TCU by making this last minute, just gift of a shot, just at the yeah. last second. And they yeah. had no chance of winning the game hits a three and they cover. And every it, the reactions in Vegas were insane. Because and it's a lot funny of because it wasn't even under. like a it didn't change the game at all. <laughs> but it's just no. funny that that's a reality now. 
oh, it's so funny that people had that bet. And then it was just like all the reactions of people just screaming no is one of the funniest things I've seen in a long no, time. No, no. <laughs> it just banks. It's like, what the hell is going on here? Um, and quite a high scoring game on that one as well. This Similar. has been the tournament unders, Mike. I don't know if you've been seeing that. A lot of defense. A lot of if defense I were, in college basketball. Which is a lot better than the NBA in that regard. Oh. Um, but yeah, there was if you're a person that bets overs, I'm sorry you've been having a hard time this <laughs> this college uh March Madness season. Um, but if you're an unders guy, you've probably you probably made it out pretty well so far. Will that continue to happen? I'm not sure, but the last thing I have to say about this too is some of these names are amazing. I love the random college player, cool names like Soleimane Dumbaya, big fan of that guy. Charles wow. O'Bannon Jr., huge fan of that guy. Some O'Bannon. of the spellings on these guys are just elite spelling, where it's just like I'll look at a name and be like, I have no idea how to say that, but I think I'm in love with you. Well, I mean, speak. I mean, Miami's got a squad on both sides of the fence right yeah. now. Even the women's team is oh, yeah. moving on. Both those teams two sisters, beat those are the, those going around. People love them. Oh, the twin blondies playing basketball. And it's funny too, yeah, because they're obviously on TikTok and they're they're pretty girls and all that. So they people are. are like, "Oh, like you're you're bullshit for basketball, all this stuff." And they're basically saying, "F you!" Like we're taking the bull by the horns, we're doing it. And I kind of love that shit because it's like this is more than what you guys thought it was. Like we can do it this way and we can do it that way too, and you can't do shit about it. I mean, dude, that's like what you know my my fiance and her sister could have been in that for something, you know, Should've. at least for like D three, you know. Right. Should have, would have, Both these girls played basketball in high school, so they're into it. They, I mean, she's half the reason I'm in. The, I'm interested in the tournament, right? So. I'm the other half, buddy. Exactly. Exactly. Let's go. And, that, and that's real life. <laughs> and that's real life. Well, we got down here now to the Sweet 16. So why don't we go game to game? Sure. Give our predictions. Yep. And then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pick it up next week for Final Four. Mm hmm. So start from the yeah, let's start from the top here. Huh? Start from the top, babe. Alabama, San Diego State. I know who you're taking. Taking San Diego State, even though I have Alabama. Are you, dude? Uh-huh. I know my bracket's so fucked. I would yeah. just love <laughs> yeah. to see San Diego State win because they've been in some close games and they right. won them all, except against Furman. They fucked up Furman. Yeah. Which, but I yeah. would love to see San Diego State <laughs> being an underdog. Usually Mike's a big underdog guy. And that's kind of been the tale of the day for this tournament. So I'm taking San Diego State. Okay. I like that. I was going to do the same thing, and I will continue to do the same thing. So right. brothers in arms know. on that one. Love Give it. me San Diego State. All right. Creighton at Cinderella Story, Princeton. I don't think Princeton lasts. I'm, I'm yeah. going Creighton. I'm the same way. I kind of want them to, but I got to give that Big East love. So I'm taking Creighton as well in that. So right now we got San Diego State Creighton matchup in the Elite Eight. Houston versus Miami. Ooh. This one's fun. Houston's a squad. I know they are, but Miami's got some mo going. Yeah. I'm rolling on the Miami train just because of the twin sisters, and I know they have nothing to do with each other, but I'm not. Yeah, that's it. That's it. (laughs) I'm just okay. rolling with the sisters. That's cool. I'm going to take Houston in this. Miami okay. has actually had a harder like track to get up here, and they beat Indiana pretty handedly. Um, but I don't know. I got to take the one seed here. I like Houston. I think they're going to move on. 
And then final matchup for the top half of the bracket here, um, Xavier versus Texas. Sorry, Xavier. Excuse me. Xavier versus. <laughs> I'm, dude, I've said that like that since Ex- I was like, till I was Xavier. 19. Xavier. And I was like, that's how you say the name? I've always been calling it Xavier. Xavier. <laughs> Xavier versus the Longhorns. I'm going to go with Xavier because I know because I hate the always. horns. Yes. Texas, horns baby. Down always. I'm going to keep picking them until they win one. I'm picking Texas to move on and move on past that Here and we go. move on to the Here end. Here we so. go. Love it. Come on, Love Texas, it. please. Here we go. I might Here be a go. very, very sad boy on Friday. Little parody. We'll I, think, I think he is. A little parody. Ready We'll for see it. what happens. Let's All right, go. moving down to the East and West brackets. We got FAU, Tennessee. Just talked about this matchup a little bit. Mm-hmm. I really like the Owls. Yep. I like the Owls. I'm an Owl guy. No surprise. Ooh. I'm taking Tennessee. It's my I'm taking Tennessee because okay. they just. Well, yeah, because you had all orange, man. You're yep. a big orange guy. There's a double-edged sword here, though. They did go against Duke, who should have been a decent matchup. It didn't end up working out that way. But I'm thinking maybe, maybe since they got that, that takeaway win and it wasn't that difficult, it might end up working out for them a little bit. Um but yeah, I mean, we'll see. I got to run with my boys. It is what it is. So FAU, you're gone. Tennessee moving on. Kansas State, Michigan State. Ooh. I'm going to go Kansas State here. I want to, too, because they're my squad. Um, also, really quick, I didn't mean to look over this, but I think FAU is going to lose, too, because of that, that dude that decided to do that 360 dunk and miss it at the end of the game, even though it wasn't close. Did you see that? No, I didn't even see. I turned the game off at that point because I knew yeah. FAU was going to be fairly. So Yeah, so at the end of the game, in regulation, they were winning by a lot. They should have just held the ball. Guy went up to do a 360 dunk and blanked it. Oh, <laughs> so no. That's bad juju, baby. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so I'm moving on with Tennessee on that one. Um, I'm taking K-State, too. I just I love Noel. I like the story. I like how small they are. It's really fun. It looks really scrappy. So I like them. So Kansas State versus Tennessee or FAU is what we're picking here. Um, and then last two, Arkansas at UConn. Or not at UConn versus UConn. I'm going to roll with Arkansas. Okay. I get that. I mean, they... They've been upsetting people. They've been on a tear right here. here. They've been on a. They beat number one Kansas, so they've seen the top of the mountain. Yeah, I I think UConn and they play is, scrappy. That's the thing. Yeah, that that is it. And like you know, the must bust, dude. Like good coaching will get you far for sure. I do think UConn is probably the most talented team right now when I'm watching it. Like they seem like they play so cohesive. I find it hard to bet against them right now. So I'm going to take UConn in this matchup. Okay. Right. And the last one here, does Gonzaga make it to the elite eight? Does UCLA move on? This is probably what the top matchup three, two along with Xavier and Texas. So Gonzaga, UCLA, who you got? I've been running UCLA. Yeah. From the jump here. Blue. So I'm going to run with them. I'm going LA. I'm, I'm going with all the West teams right now. I have a hard time betting on Gonzaga when it gets this late in the tournament, so I'm taking UCLA as well. Um, and also, you know, that's a blue blood. That's an original original good team, so 
Let's see if they can keep it going. Well, it's going to be electric this weekend. You know, uh, Fridays, I feel like for a lot of people who are sports fans during this time of year, like don't count, Mm -hmm. um, which are always an interesting concept. And like growing up, I never understood it. But now that I am getting into uh, dad territory, I start to understand why. And it's a nice excuse to split on work early on a Friday because what the hell else are you doing anyways? Exactly. (laughs) I love it. It's so true. It's so true. Well, Vince, uh, least exciting basketball going on right now. Uh, A little NBA talk. Valid. Valid. Season's coming to an end here, Mike. Snooze fest. We're getting close. Um, Some of it's snooze. Some of it isn't. Uh, Have you seen this Dylan Brooks stuff? Who the fuck is Dylan Brooks? Dylan Brooks is a uh, he's a player on the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay, and he is quite a scrappy lad. Um, he's been given eighteen technical fouls this year. Wow! Uh, oh, I've seen this. He's guy. been taunting. He's on the Grizzlies, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's him. starting smoke with Draymond. He's taunting the Mavs bench. He's doing all this stuff, getting in people's faces, talking smack to Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson does the ring count again, which is getting very corny very quickly. I would like to make it abundantly clear that I believe that. Um, but Dylan Brooks gets one game suspension for getting all of those technical fouls. So, hey, you know, keep it scrappy, Grizzlies. You know, your guy's not with you right now. They're still second in the West, so they're playing really well. Um, I know we said we expected the Suns to get up to two, but time's running out and there's well, still no KD. There's no right, KD exactly. right now. So exactly. chances are he had a smidge of an injury scare. They're like, dude, just don't even worry about it. We're going to make the playoffs anyways. That's when we need you. Yeah. So like, don't sweat it. And then and now, you know, now they're seated up against the Clippers and the Clippers lose Paul George for the next two to three weeks. So well, it's easy to win when Devin Booker is scoring 46 a night. The guy's an yeah. absolute free show. And you play a little bit of defense, look at where you're at. But, I mean, mm-hmm. they're not definitely the most, like, unbeatable team for sure when KD's not there. So True. there's definitely some flaws there. Uh, we'll see how that ends up working out for them as the season goes on here or finishes up, actually. Um, looks like the Nuggets have a pretty solid control over the first seed. It's just going to be a shame when that ends up uh, killing them in the first or second round. Um, Nuggets do clinch happens. a playoff spot. It's That's how it always is. Nuggets clinch a playoff spot. Bucks, Celtics, and Sixers are all clinched as well. Speaking of the 76ers, uh, they lost to the Bulls two days ago, Mike. Yeah, no one saw that coming. Not even I. But they played yeah. tonight, and I think Embiid's going to drop 40 because he always just fucks us up in our own backyard. Hey, yeah, we're 1-12 so. in 12 against the Sixers when Embiid plays, but we're about to be 2-12, and 12, baby, because the, no the Bulls, the no Bulls are in 10th right now. They're half a game out of ninth. Yeah. Raptors lose, mm-hmm. Bulls move into nine. Uh-huh. Who knows? A couple other things happen. The Hawks lose, the Bulls win. Boom! The Bulls are an eighth, and oh, they yeah. have the they have the benefit of being the in teams for the NBA play in tournament. So it would be a shame if that happened, and I get to keep my beard this year. So I'm rooting for that. I'd love to see it. Pat Brev, Pat Bev, bringing a little bit of Ooh. energy to the team, and I think this is good. I think this is an overall good thing for us. Yeah, Vince, I know you're Chicago's rooting for team, it a little Mike, bit more Chicago's than I team, am. Mike. Yeah, yeah, I get it, and I know everybody's rooting for it. I, why they they should just blow it all up again? Um, because I just don't understand it. As I'll always, just die on this hill. You had Jimmy Butler in the building. You could have rebuilt around him. You could have paid him max money, and we probably would have been somewhere a lot sooner than now. 
Uh, we're not even anywhere now. We're still in basketball purgatory. Yeah. So I mean, they are know, 34 and 37. It's not like I'm saying they're on a heater. But, yeah, no, yeah. they suck. They they suck. And this is typical of any Jerry Ryan sort of ran organization. They just, you know, sprinkle enough in to make you semi-interested until you're not anymore. And then, you know, pay the wrong people. Uh, <clears throat> Lonzo Ball. And, <laughs> How uh, are you, you know, supposed to know I'm not. It's just the molecule of the team. It's Vince. just how it goes. I it's get the it. molecule yeah. of the team. It's, you know, similar to the White Sox going out and, you know, signing Andrew Benatendi. And I pray that God it works, but it's just probably not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, then passing off Eloy Jimenez as a right fielder. It Once again, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Poorly managed franchises and everybody says give the new management a chance. Well, what did they do before? They were in Denver and they, yeah, they, they got Jokic and did that whole thing. Fine. Fine. So with all that being said, I'm just trying to get down to the point of that. Don't expect much from the bulls. Chances are they're going to screw it up because it's what they do. And one thing's going to lead to another and Vince is going to be disappointed again because what we got, how many weeks left here now? We have 10 games left. 10 games. Uh, Anything can happen. Crazier things have happened, Mike. Uh, I don't think it's a bad thing to root for your team, and I'm going to. Uh, I just want them to be bad so they can get good again. Does that make any sense? It does make sense, but the lottery really makes it a pain in the ass to do that. Yeah, we're not going to get a lottery pick, so what's the fucking point? Well, and it's kind of where it's it's like... Look at who's fifteenth in the East we right now. The suck Pistons. At the Pistons have a lot. We the Pistons have a lot of good. That's the whole Arturis Karnasovas thing that he does. He's like he drafts well, hasn't done it well for us yet. Yeah, yeah I was about <laughs> but to say, I also Oscar. don't. I'm also not trying to be the Orlando Magic or the Pistons every damn year because they're no. also always down there. Like if there's no fixing those things, like sometimes per, you can be in purgatory at the bottom of the league, and that's way worse than being seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. I want to be like. The Grizzlies. I want to be like the Celtics. I want to be like Same. the Bucks. I, I want to build around a guy. That's my whole point. Build around a dog. That dog for us was Jimmy, but you decided to get rid of him for Zach Levine, who's a fucking prima donna. Yeah, he's not um he's not he's not making me happy. No, he said he no. he said he was one of the best like on ball defenders in the league, and I thought it was hilarious mm, when he yeah, said Yeah, that's that. a joke. <laughs> yeah. Considering uh, they've given up like, you know, three plus hundred point games. So yeah. And they're just bad on the road and that's just kind of what it is. And DeMar's getting older. So there's going to have to be decisions in place, but Absolutely. right now there's 10 games left and I'm excited to see if they can pull it out so I can keep my face hairs. Well, Vince, when you do ultimately if shave your face hair, because this team's going to let you down. If. When, <laughs> that happens. Who are you gonna shave that handsome, handsome botch with? Fansome botch. <laughs> Naturally, Mike, I'm gonna shave with Henson shaving. Um, our th- thank you so much for the people that have went out and used our code already. Um, very much appreciated. Uh, but Henson shaving's been with us for shoot a couple months now, so it's been awesome. So here is a quick word from Henson shaving. The Henson razor, it puts an end to shaving irritation and cuts while also making your skin feel comfortable and smooth. The razor's made with CNC machines to aerospace standards. That means it's made 
to very tight tolerances, meaning the combination of how securely it's held and how minimally the blade is exposed delivers a smooth and safe shave no other razor can offer. Um, we talked about this last week, obviously. We're back around again. I use this, so I get I get my hair cut, I get it lined up by the barber. And my biggest concern every time I'm done with it is like, hey, I'm not going to get a haircut for two weeks. My beard's going to get wild. I would use my razor with the multiple blades, and it would just, you know, it would just basically ruin my beard. Because I'm like, I can't get this line perfectly. This is perfect. It has unique head design. It has one blade in it. It's very thin, very precise, and it can just kind of get right into there. Um it has as exit channels. So I know the biggest problem that everybody has is how do I clean my razor after it? And it's always a pain in the butt. This time they have these nice little spots at the bottom of it. It's a single blade. You can run water right through and the hair goes right down the drain. Clean. To your point. I've Vince. never had a razor that's easy to clean. Never. To your point, Vince. I mean, I shaved before this wedding I went to last week, right? And I'm very particular about when I shave because I have very sensitive skin. And usually there's certain parts of my face that'll break out or I'll get razor burn. I don't get that with sure. this razor at all. Ooh. And to your point, I think with the technology that they use, I mean, we're talking aerospace engineering here. We're talking materials that are used on the International Space Station. I mean, Vince, I'm not breaking out anymore. And not only that, but the handle itself and the razors themselves are so light. I, I don't know what we were doing before. Easy to pack. Easy to do everything. It is not like your normal razor. And the biggest kicker here, cost of ownership averages $88.20 every two years, which is $177 less than a normal cartridge razor. Better for the environment. Stop using plastic razors. Use this metal one. So go on the website, hensonshaving.com. Use the promo code TAXISQUAD at checkout and receive a 100-pack of blades free with the purchase of a razor. You got to put them both in your cart. So put the razor in your cart. Put the 100-pack of blades. When you're checking out Taxi Squad, T-A-X-I-S-Q-U-A-D. And for most users, this amount of blades will last two to five years of shaving. So promo code Taxi Squad, HensonShaving.com. Well, Vince, the World Baseball Classic is starting. We don't have a bet on that. Didn't have a bet on that. Right. Um, but it's still been a hell of a tournament to watch. Uh, it was really exciting there towards the end with the U S and Japan and Venezuela and Cuba and all these great teams and great countries coming together to compete against one another, which you do love it. Uh, it's definitely something that hasn't been around. It's kind of new to the sport overall, if we're looking at the long history and rich history of the right. sport of baseball. I was like, kind of, but yeah, I see what you're saying now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it started in, what, 2006 was the first one? I think so. That or, that or four. I forgot which one. Yeah, so basically it it started in 2006, and it was an excuse to get the best of the best to play with and against each other. Uh, across the world and well that was the thing too because the olympics would be running during the baseball season exactly so just be a bunch of amateurs and like why do you want to go watch yeah. that no we want to see the best of the best play of the game um so with all that being said it's been an electric thing to watch the u.s had one of the best teams uh i've ever seen assembled on a baseball field it was truly yeah. impressive and too then, many cardinals yeah one too many cardinals <laughs> i guess uh but you know really it was a uh 
it, it's impressive to me to see how many countries represent so many like teams overall. Yeah. Right. Like, for example, like the White Sox in Cuba. I mean, basically, it was like the U.S. playing Cuba. The White Sox. It, it was, <laughs> I just called it the White Sox Bowl because it was yeah. Tim Anderson, Yoan Mankata, Luis Robert, Jose Abreu technically would be there because he's also yeah. Cuban. Yeah. Um, but, but even tr- Jose Ruiz is on Venezuela. We played him. It was like a whole it's a whole thing. Well, Venezuela was the low key team that I picked Loaded. for. The series had even started, and I got some heavy odds on that. And then, I mean, Trey Turner. (laughs) The Phillies got a dog, man. He's so good. That's all I'll say. He's so good, dude. Two nights in a row, he just hit, like, absolute bombs. He's an American hero, honestly. He is a real American. Um, Japan, though... I mean, Lars Nupar, Shohei Otani, and then now you're learning about some of these guys who are going to be playing in the league fairly yeah. soon. It's pretty A couple impressive. of those pitchers. Oh, man. Um, I like the different play styles by country, too. Like, yesterday we saw a pepper swing by Japan, and this guy was just so fast that he almost made it on base just from a pepper swing. And I was like, I haven't seen that since I was like a freshman in high school. And those were fun to do back in the day. Well, we're big guys. We were never we can't do that. swinging. I know, but I would practice it. <laughs> we were swinging. We were swinging for the fucking fences. Yeah. Don't yep. think no toy. Don't think anything about it. We were trying to jog as much as possible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're no, right it, about that. It is interesting to see the play styles. Um, but I will say uh, the U.S. when, you know, the stakes are the highest did not show up last night. Yeah, in the beginning there, obviously that loss to Mexico, I was like, damn, this team is not what it should be. And then they go and beat Venezuela in a high-scoring game. That was close until the end there. Thank you to Trey Turner for knocking in four RBIs there. And then go on to beat Cuba 14-2, to which was like, holy shit, this might be a squad now. Um, and then you go to the other side and you see, I mean, Italy was kind of a squad. Japan, obviously, much better than them. Um, my biggest thing was Mexico. That team played with some heart. And I mean, maybe it's cause I was there, but I was like, yo, this is amazing. <laughs> Viva la Mexico. They were legit playing some great baseball. They and hung Rainier with Rosarena might be the best baseball player of all time. I don't know if he's the best baseball player <laughs> based of on all how time. he plays based on maybe the most clutch. Cause based on how he plays in intense situations like this, or even with the rays when they were going on their, World Series run like he was doing everything in his power to make sure that they were as close to the World Series as possible. Defensively, he's an absolute unit robbed a home run uh, against Japan that could have potentially put them up a little bit bigger. Um, And then not only that, but, you know, stealing bases, doing what he does. I mean, he hits the shit out of the ball. I mean, the Rays always do that. They find very great value in weird pockets. There's another yeah, guy you're and, like, oh, and not to mention hitting Mexico. 450, 450 average and knocking in a homer and nine RBIs in it. It's not too bad. I learned the story of how he ended up on Mexico because he's not Mexican. And I thought it was interesting. Did you this hear like this? A as Lars well? Nupar story? No. So Lars, yeah, really quick. Lars Nupar's dad was on a, a base in Japan and he was born there because of that. So that's how that Well, and his out. mom's Japanese wondering. also. Yeah. Right, okay. but that's how everybody ended up figuring that one out. But Randy Rosarena was a lot cooler. And also, this is like a knock on Cuba, too, because screw them. Um, if you defect from Cuba, 
you basically can't play on the team, which I guess makes sense from their end, um, which ends up making him lose out on guys like Randy Arozarena. Arena. Um, well, they are so a he, communist country, so. That's what I'm saying, so Rust get him out of here. Um, Randy Arozarena goes to Mexico to effectively def- defect, and I believe he's playing Tijuana, something like that initially, for making like no money at all, just like trying to make his dreams come true because he was that good of a baseball player. Um, he ends up playing there for a while before he ends up getting drafted. Um, and we know the rest of the story after that. His whole family ends up being in Mexico as well. Um, and he petitioned the Mexican president to be like, hey, make me a citizen and I'll play for the team. That ended up happening, and that's how he ended up being a starter for the Mexican team. So he wasn't even Mexican. He just ended up getting there because he couldn't play for the other team. And I guess he probably didn't want to play for Cuba either, which I wouldn't blame him at all. Well, Cuba showed that they, they're not that team. I mean, they had some good players on that team. but They're weaker than usual this year, for sure. Well, they had some guy hitting in the four spot who was like 300 pounds. He looked like he'd have, he could have played left tackle for the Bears. I didn't even yeah, know. Pablo Sandoval even... body type. Very much so a Pablo Sandoval body <laughs> type. I mean, it was like impressive how large this human being was and the fact that he was like even playing um, and playing well. Although supposedly he leads all Cuban baseball players overall in home runs hit. Like I'm sure he's a tank. <laughs> Absolute monster, but still something where you kind of scratch your head. And you're like, okay. Would have been cool, though, to see Australia in that game. Would have been a little, am I right? I mean, Australia did lose, and we get it. And Australia was actually really good in their own pool. Yeah, um, and I mean, yeah, and they were also missing Liam Hendricks, who would have been playing in other circumstances. So that would have helped them too. Then um, I would not have been a fan. <sighs> such a hater. Then I would have been <laughs> a absolute go-getter for Cuba or any team such playing a hater. Australia at that point. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, did I say that a lot? <laughs> you did. And Whoops. I still don't get it. It still doesn't make any goddamn sense to he me. He just, but... Vince, he just is I know so your cringe. argument, but it's you so have, true. There's no, he hasn't there's no done backing anything. to it. There's no backing to it. There is a lot of backing to it, Vince. He's won he reliever win big... of the year multiple times. He doesn't win big games. He's been he the best reliever. Show... Yeah, closing so games saying, against the you, fucking Tigers. Are you saying sure. you wouldn't want Mike Trout? For who? Uh, supposed would to you who? want? Would you want Mike Trout on your team? Mm, yeah, but who else is on the team? I'm just saying because him and Shohei are on the same team and they can't why, do dick. I was say, why don't you offer the same to Liam Hendricks? He's not the only one. Because I don't like who he is as a human being. I don't get because it because he doesn't do it the right way. I think he does. He, no, he doesn't because he leaves fastballs flat, piss at 99 in the middle of the zone against Aaron Judge, Angie, and Carlos Stanton. Yeah, okay. but I mean, it you do that, and you end up winning rel- forever. You end up being the best reliever in the league. You did your job. <laughs> He's not the best reliever in the He's league. He's gotten he it multiple times. He's gotten literal what, hardware. Tell me <laughs> what game he's closed out that has pushed us over the ledge to be in a competing place at the end of regular season baseball. No one has on the entire team. No, 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 no. I asked yeah, yeah, a yeah, very yeah, yeah. specific question. I don't have every game in my head from every 162 Well, I do, season. damn it. Oh, you want to see stats? You want to look at stats? It's not about the stats. Look what up is the it stats about, against any team that's in first place in any other division. They suck. I will put very Our good money on it. whole team does. No, he's yeah. a part of it. Yes. Tim Anderson leads the league in average every year. Right. For two years now. Yeah, but they don't beat first place teams. So they should get rid of him. 
That's your argument, which is crazy to me. He would get you so much more, and for Ugh. what you would get for him could ease other th- other situations on your team. And fuck, let's face it, Vince, we're not even going to have the fucker this year. So what good is at some it? point. We'll see if it happens. No, yeah. Also, okay. you know, recover well from cancer, Liam. I do wish him <laughs> his very best in getting back from cancer. Of course. This is just a life thing. Like, yes, you know, God bless you. I hope you beat this horrible disease. If you did change your opinion, honestly, after that was announced, you'd be worse off. <laughs> if you were no, like, all right, I, now I like him. Like, I'd be no, like, no, right, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I'm going to stick to my guns, which I respect. Okay, <laughs> so still, I still don't get it, but I that doesn't make him it. a terrible human being. I right. just don't like the way he competes in the sport he plays. I think it's because awesome. he acts like he wins game seven when he closes a game out against the fucking Tigers at home. Hey, brother, That's he's just bullshit. happy to be there. Just happy to oh, be there. Oh, God, I'm happy to be here. And you know what? <laughs> there are certain days that I just can't stand certain people in sports teams that I root for. Sure. I would want Mike Trout, though, so I'd like to make that clear. Who wouldn't um, want Mike Trout? Mike Trout <laughs> he's got not the clutch, chance. though. He is not clutch. And let's I was going to say, that was, my ne- that was the next thing I wanted to say. So I know this is going to come off as half-brained and stupid, but Mike Trout is often considered one of the, if not the best baseball player ever, statistically. He's like modern-day Mickey Mantle. Right. Mike Trout. His teams don't go to the playoffs, not solely due to him. Obviously not because he's, again, a statistical anomaly. Like anybody around him is getting on base consistently. He's going to drive them in. Anybody that can pitch for the team, they're not going to lose. Um, but they never have pitching. So Mike Trout's never been truly put in a position where he needs to win on a world stage, in a playoff environment, anything like that. He goes up against probably the only guy in the league that's better than him, Shohei Otani, who's also on his team that they still don't make the playoffs in last night to end the game and first time he struck out swinging on three swings uh i think in like 600 batting or 600 plate appearances so again that shows how good he is but is mike trout maybe not clutch people are saying whispers on the avenue yeah it's a difficult sample size i would say because there were other games where he did come in pretty clutch for them in this series or should i say he was really bad last night he was really he, they were all really bad last night. Yeah. I hate to say it. They had numerous chances with runners in scoring position and did not capitalize. Yeah. There were multiple situations. I mean, literally, I think it was in the seventh or eighth inning. No, it was in the sixth inning, bottom of the sixth inning. They had an opportunity to tie the game because yeah. it was a one nothing game. Yeah. And they had runners on second and third. Oh, Goldie. One out and Goldie, who's usually one Ice. of the yeah. most like plate plate disciplines on point. Yeah. Doesn't try and do too much. We'll put the ball where you're not and can also hit absolute bombs. Just seems like they they were a little too much in their own heads with this game. Yeah. It just didn't seem like they were going to play it, play baseball and have fun with it. They seemed like they needed to do something and probably put a little too much pressure on themselves. Well, and playing for each other. That was a big thing. It seemed like with Japan where it's just like everybody was just playing for each other. It's like one guy does something. The other guy's like, fuck yeah, he did it for it. For the U.S. It's just like, hey, we're the powerhouse. We got to win this. And they you, you lose a little. And I'm not saying that completely because that Trey Turner Grand Slam was insane. And everybody's running out and freaking out and all that. 
it was cool, but it just seems like the the country pride to beat a team like that, like the Monstars, the David versus Goliath situation. That's kind of what it was. And then you have Otani also just going into death mode at the end. There's taking it over. Um, you can't roll into double plays when you have scoring opportunities. Mookie you can't bets. do that. Mookie bets. You can't do that. Paul Goldschmidt. You can't do that when you're playing a team no, like this. You can't. They're Japan's very a squad. They're a yeah. squad. And they showed it. And it's not like it was a blowout or anything like that. It was tense until the last play. I thought the U.S. could have won literally until the last second of the last play. So that's all you can really ask for. I have a question for you because this was going around the interwebs a lot. People get injured. People get injured. Edwin Diaz got injured. We saw that. He's out for the year. Yep. Altuve got injured. He's going to be gone for about the first half of the season this year, um, which yep. is like, for me, I'm like, whatever. Um, people are saying the World Baseball Classic is stupid. Um, people are getting injured. It's ruining it for teams that are paying them. I'm adamantly against that. Because I like it a lot. I think it's good. And I don't really see a difference between that and spring training when you're getting down to the brass tacks. But how do you feel about that? I feel very similarly. I, I don't feel as if that they should poo-poo on this because it makes them a lot of money also. Because yeah. who sponsors this? The MLB. Right. right. And they use their ballparks and all that good shit. So the owners, if it, so it's not a money thing, right? When you look at it, yeah, our star player got injured or one of our key players got injured closer. Altuve, I wouldn't consider him a key portion, but he is a solid you know, piece to their puzzle. He's big. He's a big deal for them. Yeah, but you know, what's his they name? They got Carlos other guys Pena? too. Yeah. What's the kid's name who plays short for them? Yeah, Pena. Carlos Pena. Or not Carlos Pena. Carlos Pena's Carlos Pena's 2000s. the old first baseman yeah. for yeah, 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 um, yeah. Jeremy Pena, excuse Jeremy me. Jeremy Pena, yeah. who's an absolute freak, and there's no lag time for them, so they'll bring uh-uh. somebody up and chances Jordan are Jordan Alvarez, all that. Like Yeah, fine. so I mean they, they are fine from a structural standpoint of how their organizations ran if we're talking about the ass blows. But overall, <laughs> like overall, what I will say is is that there are gonna be some MLB owners who come to the table here and say, this is nonsense. This shouldn't happen. Certain guys shouldn't play, but you and, do and see certain people on freaking Twitter, like chill out, dude. Well, that's the, <laughs> okay. Listen, like that's how it goes. That's a lot goes. of these guys though. Like, let's face it. What, who's the guy with the trumpets? Uh, Ed, Ed Diaz. Edwin Diaz. Yeah, yeah. Edwin Diaz. So the injury itself is stupid. And yeah, you know, Nobody could have predicted that that could have happened to him, you know, getting off the couch. Yeah. He was just jumping around and, you know, tore a, a, a what he tore his patella tendon in his I knee. Think, yeah, I think it was patella. Yep. So, okay. You, you know, anything can happen. It's yeah. What are especially you the celebration injuries. It's like, you're going to blame that on. So he had a Martin Grammatica and here right. we are. Exactly. That's kind of that's kind of what it is. Like it really actually is what it is. It's like yeah, it's, it's not like he was even pitching. Again. Like he could have done that at his house. <laughs> like that's not. It's, it's so not true. that outlandish. Like like the Altuve also, thing, I guess. But that could have happened in spring training. Also, there was no like catastrophic injury to a player while playing the game itself. Right. Really, and it's if not that like was going to happen, it was going to happen third. anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So sooner or later, you know, you can't control fate. And I think it brings a whole new element of the game to all certain sectors of the world. And the next one in 2026, I think will be great. And yeah, if you look at actual numbers of viewership for 
clips and actually watching the games and stuff, it, a lot of them were higher than most MLB games. Not World Series games, obviously, but even those early playoff games, like these were blowing them out of the water because solely out of country pride. And there's places where baseball is huge, like obviously in the in the Caribbean, it's massive. Japan, it's enormous. And obviously, we're seeing guys come over all the time. So to make it a world game, that's a good thing. There's no denying that. And then number two, it's like this is showing how fun baseball can be and how annoying the MLB can be in a lot of ways where it's like, oh, like these are the unwritten rules. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't celebrate all that shit. This is what makes it fun. This is what fans get into it. Like this kind of stuff is good for the game. What was interesting, I did see, speaking of rules. So clearly in the World Baseball Classic, there wasn't a pitch clock because I didn't see one. Uh And then also shifts were legal. Yeah. So also interesting to me. Now, when I do pay attention to how this is structured, you know, I don't think more countries are going to be added. I think this is it. To your point, it does give great visibility to the sport overall. So it would be like shooting yourself in the foot if you are the MLB. Yeah. Like how many people in Italy you think play baseball? And then after this, like after having them on TV in Italy, there's probably going to be a bit of a jump. Yeah, absolutely. People are going to see Vinny Basquitino and they're going to be like, hey, this guy, like I'm ready for that. Well, Italian Americans are very big with baseball. It's a very yeah. big thing, you know. Joey D and me you and know, you. The, the list goes <laughs> me and you. I mean, <laughs> Mike like, Piazza, hey, <laughs> Mike Piazza <laughs> with his epic stash. Yeah. Junior Soprano. I mean, come yeah. on, come on. So, he was real. He was <laughs> in, my, in our minds. He's real. It was. Yeah. Anyways, I do believe that this should continue. MLB, get your hat out of it and let Vince and I go to Japan and um, also get better U S pitching. What are we doing? Why was yeah, Adam that was Wainwright str- starting? He pitched a great game. Um, sort of, you really do break couple, it down. Yeah. A couple times, a couple times I was like, yo, yeah, it was mostly the beginning of the game. Yeah. That first inning was an anomaly just due to the fact that like, there were like four infield ground balls that were just hit to the wrong places. All He's altogether. also too old to be pitching in a, worldwide tournament in my opinion what did he put he put down four innings what i didn't understand though is the u.s had like a bunch of like no-name relievers pitching yesterday yeah and not only that but like they had starters and horses but i guess a lot of teams gms were like okay you can only pitch so many games well yeah because the season's starting in like a week now so because well, what um oh god what's his name uh big lance lynn Mm-hmm. wanted to pitch like was on record saying i want to pitch in the championship game rick Hahn literally stepped in and said no you're not pitching i mean he's opening day starter realistically true but i'm surprised like you know giolito wasn't pitching i'm surprised you know cease wasn't in there i i, I really am yeah I, and maybe they will be the next next go around because that's going to be the thing too it's like because also Every time there's one of these, Bryce Harper's on the team. But Bryce Harper is obviously recovering from his injury right now. He would have also been on that team. Or like, also, we didn't talk about this. Schwarber hit like five home runs in a row. <laughs> Did you see that? Schwarber has hit a home run in, in every big World game. Series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Multiple World Series. NLCS. NLDS. Wildcard Series. And now... <laughs> The World Baseball Classic. The man is just an absolute destroyer <laughs> of baseballs. He's Although just... there was this particular at bat that he did not show up on last night. 
or yeah. should I say Monday or Tuesday night for the championship right. round. He had runners on first and second, and it was his time. It was a 3-0 count, and he knew what he was getting, and he just hit a really high fly ball to center field. And I was like, shit, that was it. That was your chance. Yeah, but that at, that at bat when he hit, well, it, like I was literally like four foul balls that were all like 100-plus exit velo. <laughs> and then the last one he hit, and everybody's like, oh, duh, like he's supposed to hit a home run. Oh, that. he was on him. There are no yeah. two bones about it. and. Baseball is such a difficult sport. So, oh, yeah. you know, when you look at Mike Trout, sure, you might say he may not be the most clutch baseball player in the world. No, I'm saying you... I want to start the conversation. I'm not saying that that is a fact. Well, I'm just people, saying I'm not saying you, you particular, yeah. but what but I, I think that is interesting. <laughs> I think it's interesting considering who the opponent was. Yeah, he had to face his teammate Shohei Otani, who he probably doesn't see from a pitching standpoint at his very best. Yeah. And he threw three pitches, all clocking it at 100 plus. Yeah. And then threw a slider at 88 on the outside corner. That moves disgusting. He's so good. (laughs) If anybody can sit here and say you could do better, go ahead and give it a shot. No, that's why it's the first time he's struck out three swings in 600 plate appearances because he's that different. Shoyo Tani is the best baseball player in the world right now. And also, we're at a point now, so... Um, they were talking about this on the broadcast, but Shoei or Babe Ruth was a two-way player for two years. Shohei Otani is already past that now, so he's officially going to be the only guy to ever do this. So, what Shohei is doing for the game is truly legendary, and will go down in the history books forever. Oh yeah, he is no truly doubt. one of the most electric baseball players I've ever got the chance to watch. He is clutch. Now, here's a fun argument. One could say Shohei Otani is more clutch than Mike Trout. He is, yeah. There's no doubt about it. You see him pitch last night? Well, not even that, but did you see the night before? Yep. When he hit a gapper to get on base to give them that lead. And granted, he got on base. He did his job leading off the inning. Mm -hmm. It was the bottom of the ninth. And then that Japanese team, um, their third baseman who's eligible to come to the league, I think, next year. Yeah. I forget his name. Of course, it ends in a K-A. Yeah. No, he's I, number 55. I yeah, I'm with you. And he's an absolute unit. He's a lefty. Looks an awful lot like Hideki Mitsui. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I'm very impressed with the Japanese baseball team. I think that's more of a reason why I want to go and watch them play the game in Japan and eat a bunch of sushi. It's a lot so. prettier. Their game is a lot prettier than the MLB game. It's not it's just a bunch more... of big dudes trying to mash. Like you watch Japan and they got like the small ball going and the it's quick, technical. The, yeah, it's a lot of like, yeah, exactly. It's like tinkering with different pitches and different swing styles. And like even Otani to hit like an opposite field gapper with that swing style is so crazy to me because he swings so far through it that he's, it always looks like he's about to hit like a, you know, 700 foot home run. But somehow he just he can barrel the ball anytime he wants to and to have that and also an elite pitcher it's just such an anomaly it doesn't make sense to me i don't even know how to feel about it because like we've been talking about it for years i still don't know how to feel about it. it's insane by 2026 the taxi squad podcast will be live from japan just saying it's happening and there's a promise speaking it into existence it's happening well vince i mean it was an electrical baseball classic happy we get the chance to talk about it Uh, And once again, Japan speaking it into existence. Congrats on the champs. Congrats on Japan winning that. That was an electric baseball 
game in itself. So one of the better ones I've watched in a long, long time. Now, XFL talk. Not going to go too far into the weeds on this because we've got some NFL stuff to talk into. But, I mean, hey, the the DC Defenders and the Battlehawks played. That was a big deal. How Um, are you feeling about that? You know, listen, I think, you know, DC, uh, they're really good. They're the cream of the crop right now. There's no two bones about it. I think that I forget the name of the running back, but he ran all over yeah. uh, the DC or, or uh, the St. Louis Battlehawks in their own stadium. Uh, good close friend of the pod was there, actually. Shout out to Zach, who's a season ticket holder, and basically explained that, yeah, they could not stop that running back. Did he happen to that fight? Uh, no, there was a fight. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Seriously? Entirely. Yeah, I believe so. I could be wrong, but I know there was like a little bit of a scuffle. Um, no kidding. I could see yeah. it. I mean, those fans are fucking into it. Like yep. they are so into their battle hawk football. Yeah. It's bananas because they all hate Stan Kroenke. That's why. That's true. And you got a squad over there in D.C., Mike. I always knew you're a big D.C. guy. You know, I am not. Honestly, if it was up to me, I, I'd be, you know, going for the Battlehawks for, for the friend of the pod. But at the end of the day, wheel, baby. You know, yeah, I, I mean, I'm down. Jordan Tamu came out and just played his ass off for them. So it's absolutely badass. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what guy was the one who ran all over the team. It's either Reichwell Armstead or Abraham Smith, but they both just ran for like 200 plus yards it was insane they ran all over hey if it ain't broke i'll try that's what they say um my team's still 0 and 5 yeah you got the worst of the worst yeah they're (laughs) there shit it's kind of awesome though (laughs) i don't dislike it because like watching them i could just watch them just lose over and over again i don't have any actual real buy-in uh paxton lynch shout out to him 267 two touchdowns 18 for 30 not a bad time couldn't run the ball for anything but the biggest thing that happened here and i'm not sure you saw it or not um they have like the Obviously, definitely not the Orlando Guardians. The Houston Roughnecks utilized the double forward pass. Did you see this? No. I so didn't. in XFL rules, you are actually allowed to forward pass two times as long as you're behind the line of scrimmage. So what happened is that the the quarterback and offensive line all moved back a little bit after the snap naturally because of pass protection. And the wide receiver comes basically right behind the line in like a – Oh, I forgot the name of the route. It's basically like a slant route, but it was way closer to the line. Um, hits him. He's still behind the line of scrimmage, so naturally all the defenders just start going to the ball because, you know, when the when that happens, you go to the ball. And the wide receiver launches it down the field. Long play. Beautiful touchdown. Houston, again, beat him 44-16, to 16, just destroyed him. But wow. it was it was cool to see, and I was like, listen, I don't know if that – is it's never going to get implemented in the NFL, obviously. But these are the things that have to kind of happen for it to be interesting, you know? Absolutely, Vince. I think that this sport overall is a little different than the NFL, and I think that's yeah. what makes it fun. Like the USFL, that's not a more fun product uh-uh. than the NFL. I feel as that the XFL is a little bit more exciting because of the rule changes the single point, double point, three point options. And then not only that, how their kickoffs are structured and then shit like this, small tweaks in the rules that make the game just a little bit more exciting. I agree. And it's fun, but I won't be going to a playoff. So 
I'll have to watch your team once that ends up happening. Cause it's okay. We'll we'll have like a whole separate breakout when it comes to the XFL playoffs, our championship picks of the XFLs. You want to know what the fun part about the whole thing is, though? What's that? Is that is? Orlando actually scores? They didn't a lot last week, but they actually do. Uh, they're second. They're second in their division in points for. The issue is they've given up 152 points this year. Well, if Which you don't play defense, then you're the Oklahoma Sooners, right? I mean, so I if, you, if you if you don't play defense, you're the Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah, and I mean, they gave up they gave up five touchdowns in this game. So you're like, what are we? Well, you can't you, you can't win if the only thing you do is just let the other team score. They also so. won the possession battle. They beat them by three minutes in the possession, and they That's were only insane. down. Yeah, they just turned the ball over and didn't didn't stop them. So it's just a, you know it's crazy to have a discrepancy with total yardage that's within thirty yards and you lose by over thirty like it's just unbelievable. <laughs> it's really crazy stuff. You know the Orlando what are they the Guardians. Orlando Guardians are gonna Orlando Guardian they are you know? and you know what I love my boys so I'm sticking. With I don't them. know what they're the Guardians of but you know maybe. They're guarding last place, brother. Someone's got to do it. They're the guardians of SeaWorld, maybe? Yeah. Magic maybe. Kingdom. Who knows? I, like, I, don't know if, I don't know if I want to identify with SeaWorld right now. Guardians of Universal Studios. Yeah. No, they're, guarding, they're guarding all the gift shops on the stretch before you end up getting to Disney. <laughs> Good job. I love, love Orlando it. shirts. Two for oh, one. God. Orlando <laughs> is kind of just like, you know, we're for families part yeah. of Florida. And then Miami's I've been there like, twice hot and sexy. And yeah, I've been to Orlando twice in the last two years. And every time I go there, I'm like, it's really cool. Once you get into a property, like I'm not one to hate on Disney. I'm not like a Disney adult, but I'll go there and hit up Epcot yeah. and do all that fun shit. It's nice or whatever. Yeah, sure. But like you leave it and it's just like stinky and gross. <laughs> like there's just so much like kitschy, like margaritavilles and all those things around that just kind of drives me nuts after a while, especially being from Chicago and appreciating those like, you know, mom and pop restaurants that are by themselves and things of that nature. And you just go by and you just see the most commercialistic shit ever. It gets annoying after a while. Yeah. It's very transient. Cause a lot of people from all over the world, you know, choose to reside there, but I mean, definitely Orlando, I would call it to be like the Rosemont of Florida. Cause there's a I lot would say of Rosemont's like the or- Orlando of Illinois. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah. Pick <laughs> yeah. one potato, potato, yeah. But that's how I feel because outside of, you know, all that good stuff is just not much. So and I have family there. So, you know, I've been a bunch. But it's yeah. just like if I was to live in Florida, I need a beach. I need to be close to the beach. Boca give me Raton. any give me anywhere in Sarasota. Give me anywhere. Fort Lauderdale. You know, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, you know, Gulf Miami. Coast. Miami Mike, dude. <laughs> Miami Mike. No, not no. necessarily because that's it might as well just site. be Cuba. Yeah. You know, and, and especially if you speak. Uh, different, I guess like there's dialects of Miami. Like uh, if you're a Spanish speaker, like it's very interesting. Maybe it's like, like yeah, if like, like Mexican Spanish versus Cuban Spanish and stuff like Puerto that. Or Rican Spanish. Yeah. Right, it's like yeah. very segregated as far as to the Spanish culture there. It's, it's I'd like to see you. I'd like to see you in a nice silk button up. Maybe a Cuban link and some aviators just walking Give me around a Miami. Fucking space brooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pumping just my fist just in the corner at 8 a.m. Darts. in the morning. Ripping yeah. darts and getting steroids in your ass. That'd be a fun guy to hang out with. He'd be I really violent. I don't know about violent, all that. But... Yeah, I don't know <laughs> but about I'm... all that. But that yeah, would be no, fun. <laughs> I'd pull an all-nighter in Miami. 
you know, it was it was a thought process for the bachelor party there for a minute, but this is dangerous. We're probably safer to not be doing that. Exactly. See, <laughs> I know I know the group. You're I right. I know the people. I know You're the right. people in the circle. Uh, I'm a responsible be, guy. That'll be well documented. Yeah, no. So Miami, though. Yeah, Miami is the hot one, the sexy ones. They party there. And then, you know, Tampa and Fort Lauderdale is like, as long as dinner's before six. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. The gas station shuts down at 730, so you better get home before. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Well, no cars allowed after 2010. (laughs) Only Cadillacs. Only caddies and some Benzos, maybe an Infinity or a Lexus. Really old, really old Corvette. Really? Either that or really old Lexuses. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's doubt. another good one. That's another good one. Gotta love it. Well, yeah, XFL. I, I mean, hey, Orlando's not the team, but I will <laughs> say this: DC, the Midwest teams are rocking right yeah. now. Yeah, and I don't know if you consider DC the Midwest, but I wouldn't because they're not no. even close to the it's more East than it is anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's compl- it's the most East. <laughs> Needs a fucking geography you can't get lesson. Any more East? You can't get any more East than that. Well, you technically, yes, you could, but yeah. What, like Atlanta? Atlanta? That's South, Vince. What the fuck are you talking about? No, I know. I, oh, I thought it stuck out. The oh, Florida. we talked Maine, oh, okay. Maine doesn't okay. stick out. I don't know. This is stupid. We're a sports podcast. We're a sports podcast. <laughs> We're not a geography podcast. Yeah. Moving so, on. Yeah, piss off. <laughs> to the NFLs. Yes. All right. So... It's that weird point at the end of free agency. There's pro days going on. Ohio State just had their pro day. CJ Stroud through. See Auburn? Oh, yeah. Cam Newton needs to weird. show his face again. God. Why? Why is he I there? Don't I don't know. Like, no team's okay. going to pick him up. A pro day is for guys that you just want to see, like, you know, get some distance on their ball and see how fast they are and how they move during drills and those things. We already know that with Cam Newton. We've already seen it. I saw a couple things that was like, look at this absolute dart from Cam Newton. It's like, yeah, we've seen that when he won MVP. Like, the issue isn't that anymore. Like, it's decision-making and being able to throw the ball far. It's like, yeah, you can throw far if there's no defense on you. But we saw you on the Patriots. It didn't look good. You were bad on the Panthers at the end of your career here. And he wants to be a starter. It's just like, it's not, this is not going to happen anymore, man. No, Cam is done. Stick a fork in him. He's about as done as Lonzo Ball. He could be a you know decent, serviceable backup, but he's just got to accept that role. I don't think he could be a backup. I think he's too much of an alpha to be a backup. I hate That's to what say it that, feels like to me. You know what I'm saying? Like he needs to be the the field general if it's yeah. going to be. It's anything. not even a knock against him. It's just like he's been that way for a long time. I mean, he backed up Tebow in college and then went to Auburn and just became a dog and he never had to do it again. So putting him on a team like like what if he went to Steelers? He's backing up Kenny Pickett. He'd be like, "What the fuck are we doing here?" But you'd be like, oh, Kenny Pickett's probably better than you overall right now. I mean, Kenny Pickett's, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm Kenny saying. Pickett that's proved, you know. I, well, he that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the conversation that you have to have because there's a lot of teams with young guys that you want to see do better, and you already know, like, the verdict's out on Cam Newton. It's like you have to back up a guy like that. He'd be like, I'm probably better than him, like right now. But uh, we Cam sh- will get signed to Carolina at some point again, just for the formality of it. Yeah. And- Take that PJ Walker spot. Yeah, take the PJ Walker spot. You know, they're going to draft somebody. Right now, Andy Dalton's there. Adam Thielen just signed. That's new news. Hilarious. Adam Thielen as a Carolina Panther. And he went on, um, I forgot who he was on. I think either Rich Eisen or it might have been McAfee. And they were like, 
you know, he's like, I wasn't thinking of signing and I was there and I definitely think this team could win a, a Super Bowl. Yeah, right. It's like, uh-huh. With and I who? Taunt. Yeah, with who yeah. is right. You with saw any quarterback in the <laughs> in the NFC North and then yeah, like what's better, the rookie quarterback that they got with a one pick? Like CJ Stroud isn't gonna win him a Super Bowl this year for sure. I think he's a good player. I, he, I mean, you got to give him time, Thielen, and he doesn't have a lot of time. If anybody listening from the TikToks is on this right now, I blasted some guy today saying that, you know, the Panthers won the trade with the Bears, which I think is the most ridiculous thing I've heard in sports talk in a long time. Not even the fact that they probably didn't is the fact that you can't even make that discretion you can't yes say yeah. that you yet. can't say we, it yet you don't even know if he's good enough <laughs> that won't be known until the draft pick is in a b the player plays and then right. c are they worth a shit yeah i'll see you in 2025 when you can make that <laughs> to make that decision and then the criticism of justin fields he can't throw the ball he hasn't had time to throw the ball right and the balls that he has thrown are actually good. pretty fucking good <laughs> yeah, i know it's crazy so actually if you look at the statistics of it who's justin Ashley? fields I said, actually, I know (laughs) cheeky bastards. Anyways, anyways, if you look at the statistics of his deep passes last season in 2022, he actually was top five in the NFL in deep throw accuracy. Yeah. Fun fact for the podcast. He tucks it in. That guy has a cannon of an arm. High school shortstop actually got drafted out of high school to play professional baseball and i even said before he got drafted baseball players translate very well to the nfl particularly russell wilson, kyler murray russell wilson kyler murray <clears throat> patrick mahomes just yeah. saying ever heard of him ever heard of that fucking tom, guy tom, tom brady no. played baseball too tom brady was montreal expo first round draft pick no bullshit don't forget, don't forget he got it. drafted higher in mlb than he did in the nfl you bet your ass he did because he's tom because <laughs> he's fucking because he's tom brady speaking of tom Little Baker took his spot out there in Tampa. Yeah, interesting move. Although supposedly it is, in fact, it is a competition between him and Kyle Trask. Okay. Well, Baker Mayfield is going to start for the Bucks. We've learned that already. Small Kyle king. Trask is not going to be very good. <laughs> Small king. Although the Bucks GM has come out and said Kyle Trask has learned under Tom Brady, and he's actually have the ability to compete. We like him. And blah, blah, yeah, whatever. Blah. Like, okay. Yeah, my ass. Yeah, see you later. Yeah, no, I I think that moving forward, it's going to be this low point before the draft. And then like a week before the draft, it really starts to hype. Yeah. One thing we haven't talked about, new look Jets. Are they? I So and I want to get your opinion here. Aaron Rodgers went on McAfee last week and said, hey, I'm a New York Jet for more like, you know. Putting it all together. It wasn't verbatim. But he said he's playing for the New York Jets. He totally intends to. I think he kind of screwed. The Packers over there (laughs) because the Jets like, oh, we already have them. Technically, we have his verbal. Yes. Like, take what we want. And the Packers are like, now we want two first round picks. Like, fuck that for a guy that's 39. No way. Well, let's unpack this. So basically what he did was go on McAfee's show and I watched the interview. And I'm paraphrasing, but basically he stated that before I went into the dark, I was retiring and that was my. That was my thing, and then I went into the dark, and I came out of the dark, and I thought that the Packers and I were still okay and on good terms, and then by the time I got out of the dark, they said they don't want me anymore, and they want to move on. And it's like, "Uh uh-huh, 
So you're telling me that before that they weren't like, dude, we're moving on. Right. N- yeah. Okay. My, my ass. One. Nor, nor him saying I'm going to retire and leave $50 million on the table. It's still crazy to me. He wasn't going to do that. <laughs> and to <laughs> my knew- next point, yeah. to, to my next point, you think the fucking Packers want to hold on to 60 mil and pay him by September 9th? Fuck no, no, no shot. They're moving on and they will move him to the jets. It's just going to be a matter of when, where, and how. Now, the next question I have for for you, Vinny, is is he worth a first-round draft pick? Shot or no shot? Is he worth one from the Jets, given their... Yeah. Is uh, he worth the 13th pick in this year's draft? Because that's what it one, would be. For one first round, yeah. But the Packers want two now. <laughs> this is the crazy part. It's like you want theirs for next year, too, or two years, and that is insane. He's 39 years old. He's almost that 40 years old. It is bananas. I think he might be worth it for the one first round pick just to have a couple years with him. But that's but still, still a pick. That's though. still if high. You're the Packers. I know. If you're the Packers, you know, I don't see how. If you're the Packers, of course, you want a first round draft pick in return. But if you're the Jets, you're like, that's a little much considering we need that 13th pick to produce an offensive lineman. Yeah. But you could still get a good one. Maybe Skaronsky's hanging around. Maybe Paris Johnson's hanging around. Maybe the dude from uh, Georgia. I don't think Paris around. Johnson's going to be in the second round. I think he's going to be or maybe at thirteen. I think he's going to be a bear. Is what I think. But I, anyways, right. I I called that weeks ago before the trade even happened. So give me a give this podcast a GM spot. Anyways, boom. I do boom. Speaking it into existence. Also, now with that being said, though. He forced the hand. Now the Packers got to work. The Jets got to work out a deal. Yeah, I don't know if like so. You think a first round draft pick is justified for Aaron Rodgers for one year of service? Because I think that's I, what it's going to be. I could justify it. I think I could. You could justify. It. I don't. I don't think it's like the best thing in the world, but I do think I can justify it. I think it's a little too much. Personally, I think like a second round, a third round, and then like a conditional pick. Yeah, that to me would be like what I would be willing to go. So maybe a total of three or four draft picks for Aaron Rodgers. And they're worth a little bit more second, third rounds. But at least you get to keep your first round draft pick and maybe trade back and create more space for yourself. And on that being said, Elijah Moore was sent to the Browns today for a second round pick. So they're going to be back to back in the second round which maybe they utilize the first to get Rodgers, and they use those two second rounds to try to grab a couple guys with good value in the second. Hmm. Thinking that might be possible, given that trade happening. I think that was a good pickup by the Browns, by the way. That's an aside. Um, Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think they're going to be really, like, they have a chance to be really good with Aaron Rodgers, and I think they want to try that out. I mean, it worked with Brett Favre, so they're just going to try it out with him, too, and see if that works as well. Well, they're not missing much because the Jets just signed Miko Hardman. Mm-hmm. And if you actually break it out statistically, Miko Hardman, okay, is second only to yeah. Debo Samuel, average more yards after the catch per reception than anybody else in the league. So that's hard to that's hard to say too, though, because he's getting passed to by like the best passer in the yeah. league versus. True. You know, you take Elijah Moore and you got a carousel of Joe Flacco, Mike White, and Zach Wilson last year. It's not necessarily world beaters there, you know? No, it's true. Zach Wilson, a lot of people are saying, and I don't know, Factor Captains, 
they're going to bring in Rodgers and let Zach Wilson learn under him for a year or a year or two and I then see if he could come back and actually play the game. Do you think that's I think it's a, a fact. fair plan? There's nothing better than a guy that likes to experiment with psychedelics and darkness retreats and a lifelong Mormon coming together and coming up with a plan. <laughs> I think that's good. I think that there's no way that's going to cause any issues at all. None. And I think that Rodgers is really excited to mentor him in New York. I don't think he's that big of a Mormon considering all the mom banging going on. Sure. Uh, I just, you know, for the story. Yeah. For the for the sake of the story. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely think he's a jet before training camp. Do you think that's a fair? Yes, for sure. Assessment. And it's going to get taken care of within a month here, I'd say. Finally, Vince. We get him out of the fucking division. Yes. Goodbye, 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 goodbye. You own us no longer. We are free from the reins now of Mr. Rogers. Now we have to go compete with the fucking Lions because and they're the Vikings. loading up like the goddamn forget about Guardians them. of the Galaxy. Did you see all these fucking picks? I know. I know. The Lions are picking up everybody. Um, Their defense be... has improved leaps and bounds within two weeks. It's and stupid. They took... They took Monty from us. I don't give a shit about Monty. I know. It just breaks my heart a little bit. Why does it break your heart? Because I we were like, talking about this last I'm week. Not, no, I know this because we it, this broke when we were recording last Literally week. Literally broke the news yeah. while we were recording. Even though the news was totally broken by the time it was posted. Yeah, it was shit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it's um no, it's just, you know, he spends a couple of years on the team. He seems like he was a fun guy, good, good glue guy. So it's just sad to see him. Not that he shouldn't have left. I think it def- they definitely should have gotten rid of him at that point. But, you know, it just makes you sad. You don't want to lose I mean, him. for the Lions, though, does he bring you that much more production? Jamal Williams just fucking destroyed for you. He had 17 touchdowns. Yeah. And then he ends 17. up. He ends up taking a trip to New, New Orleans. Orleans? Yeah, and he basically came out and said the offer they gave me was pretty clear. They wanted to move on from me, and it was offensive. And after the production I gave, so is Monty going to be similar to that? I no fucking way. No way. He, they're sitting in a spot where him and Swift are similar running backs. They're probably just going to split carries. I don't know how it's going to end up working out, but I don't know. We'll see. In the NFLs anymore, you need two two running backs, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. It's a must that you have two running backs on your squad. One guy who's usually a third down back who's a receiving back, and then the other who's a powerhouse who gets it done in short yardage. Yeah. It's rare to see a guy who can do it all. The and Ladanian Tomlinson's and Priest Holmes, Holmes's of Holmes's. the day, are no longer in existence. Yeah, they're not not every down backs anymore. I mean, the, Jesus Christ. Sorry. <laughs> You're all right over there, buddy? <laughs> yeah, having technical difficulties. Sorry for our listeners. Beep, beep. Um, but no, anyway, um, it is like, yeah, it's a situation now where, you know, you'll have maybe Derrick Henry's taking care of most of the carries over there, even McCaffrey doing most for the 49ers. But you are right where most teams have multiple guys. I mean, even the Bears did last year. Khalil Herbert had a great year. Um, Swift and Williams as well in the Lions. And, I mean, and kind of to segue into the Bears a little bit, Donta Foreman. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Bears corner. Okay. Thank continue. you. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, this isn't huge, but this is a thing. Uh, they picked up Deontay Foreman and PJ Walker. Um, Carolina North, as I like to call it. Hell PJ yeah. Walker's in a backup role. Deontay Foreman might be our starter. Cleo Herbert and him. Maybe, but Deontay Foreman had a pretty good year. They're going to split carries. Deontay Foreman had very similar production to the one and only David Montgomery. Yeah. Now, 
what everybody needs to pay attention to is that this year's draft and granted we have a slew of other needs yeah but what i am saying is that the bears could draft a running back in the mid rounds and get a guy zach charbonnet like i have such a small semi boner for that guy yeah he is so underrated could be an absolute dog for any team who drafts him he's He's a little quick he's very quick and he runs through people and he has great hands and he played on a really fast offense at UCLA. Chip Kelly, baby. Chip Kelly, except when they play Oregon. Oh, God. Vince, yeah. we were together that day. I know. Fucking Oregon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we both lost that day. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, but I think, yeah, like you said, like we have a lot of needs to fill. There's going to be a couple offensive linemen drafted there, you got to assume. God, you hope so. Um, yeah. A couple edge rush guys, hopefully as well. So there's there's definitely spots where we need to fill before then. Um, another one that we didn't talk about that's kind of exciting. These these double tight end duo things that are going on in the NFL. I'm a big fan, and the Bears big have that. Now. Bobby Tunyon coming to yeah. the fucking Bears. We should be ecstatic. And not only that, but he grew up a Bear fan, which he is did. even bigger. So now we have two tight ends who both grew up Bear fans, being Cole Komet and Bobby Tunyon. Yeah, I mean this is insane in itself. And that pickup, I feel like, was under appreciated from a media level because like yeah i didn't see a lot about it and then i saw it and i was like oh that's kind of big like bobby tanya is good mr rob is good and also we steal him from the packers like get out of here get rid of your guy so Aaron we Rodgers have like an him. inside sorry guy now like yeah. hey jordan love sucks at x so let's take him away i mean yeah i'm i'm drinking the kool-aid i think the bears are gonna have a better record than the packers next season i am carefully trying to agree with you right now i think they will though because yeah 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 yeah. it could happen jordan love again like he doesn't have a lot of starting experience so this could go poorly for them but i've just never seen a packers quarterback be bad so i like even fucking ryan flynn's stupid bitch ass that one time i'm like what are we doing here how is this possible Or Matt Flynn. Flynn. Matt Flynn. Oh yeah there we go matt louise yeah see i was picking normal white dude names yeah (laughs) Normal white dude names. <laughs> it's true. I I mean, listen. I would not disagree with the fact that the Bears right now are in a position to grow on their momentum in the off season. They've clearly won free agency, going out and signing a slew of picks with money that they could have signed one player like a Rokon. But you go and shore up your entire linebacking yep. core and a dog playing defensive end. I mean, we got some guys right now. And then right guard, a lot of people are saying that mm, Kobe Whitehair could be obsolete now. They may want him to go back to center. That's the next talks I'm I hearing. think that would be smart. But Pick does he want to go back play and play center? You I mean, know, he's that's, under contract. That's, yeah. He was pretty good at center. Final year of his deal, though. So it could just be one of those things. It's like, yeah, you know what? Trade me or something along the lines of that. Yeah, we'll see. I like I like the look of him at center, especially as like a captain. But there's a lot to figure out on that line. So honestly, moving him shouldn't be the first priority. It should be who can we get and then move him if we need to situation. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I, I believe that you're not going to get much for a guy who's in his 30s and playing no. offensive line at this stage of the game. You're going to have yeah. to draft that. So time will, in fact, tell. I don't think he's a glue guy. But the Bears have a large opportunity this draft to really change the tape 
And I hope Ryan Poles learned from some of his mistakes last year and come in this year, just at least the first two picks go safe as you possibly can. Yeah. And I have, we have no reason to deny games. him at this point right now. So no, get after it, Ryan. We don't. And in that case, we have a lot of NFL talk to get to in the future. So oh, I yeah. say we cap it for now. Let's cap it. But you know, Vinny, it's always a pleasure chatting with you about sports once a week. I mean, because that's, what we, that, that's what we do. Thank and, you for and, everybody you know, listening. Yeah, we, we, we appreciate you tuning in. If you're if you're new from the TikToks, we do appreciate you joining. Uh, you know, some of you's out there, you know, get a lot of a lot of great opinions. It actually help bring material to the pod. So keep it coming. Yeah, keep commenting and hating on us so we can talk about oh, it in length. We love it. We Please. do love it. It's fun. It's it's enjoyable to get the voice of the people actually that are listening to the pod. And you know, as always, uh, as you listen to the pod, make sure that you like it. Make sure that you share it. Share it. And, you know, make sure that you rate it because five that's how stars. we know how we're doing, you know. So usually five stars. That's that's usually. the going rate these days. <laughs> and then outside of that, you got a family member usually. And your family member in particular hopefully. being your grandfather. Yeah, yes. hopefully he's still around. You know, I never got the chance to meet any of mine. They were all dead before I was even alive. So what I got what one I and he was do? a good man. Right? He was a yeah. great guy. Now... If you're lucky enough to still have yours, you got to share the pod with them. Please. Because this could be a weekly event that you two could share. And the fact that you haven't done that yet is just it's utterly disrespectful. And, and selfish. Vince's point, it's fucking selfish. It is. So as you're listening to this, go think of your grandfather. Not only that, use the code Taxi Squad as you check out at yes. Henson Shaving and get 100 free razors because you got to shave your thoughts, right? Yes, you have to. But not me this time because the Bulls are making it to the playoffs. Uh, that's to be determined. <laughs> Anyways, people, we appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Peace.